Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers, to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent, and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 2 on page 345. Why do the heathen so furiously rage together, and why do the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth stand up, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break the bonds asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that dwelleth in heaven shall laugh them to scorn. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will rehearse the decree, the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Desire of me, and I shall give thee the nations for thine inheritance, and the utmost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt bruise them with a rod of iron, and break them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed ye that are judges of the earth. Serve the Lord in fear, and rejoice unto him with reverence. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and so ye perish from the right way, if his wrath be kindled, yea, but a little. Blessed are they that put their trust in him. 
Psalm 110, page 482. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy power out of Zion. Be thou ruler even in the midst among thine enemies. In the day of thy power shall thy people offer themselves willingly with an holy worship. Thy young men come to thee as dew from the womb of the morning. The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord upon thy right hand shall wound even kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies and smite and sunder the heads over diverse countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up his head. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. ...is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 15th verse of the 63rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. Look down from heaven, and see from your habitation, holy and glorious. Where are your zeal and your strength, the yearning of your heart and your mercies toward me? Are they restrained? Doubtless you are our father, though Abraham was ignorant of us, and Israel does not acknowledge us. You, O Lord, are our father. Our Redeemer from everlasting is your name. O Lord, why have you made us stray from your ways, and hardened our hearts from your fear? Return for your servants' sake, the tribes of your inheritance. Your holy people have possessed it but a little while. Our adversaries have trodden down your sanctuary. We have become like those of old, over whom you never ruled, those who were never called by your name. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do not enter, do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. 
and again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience, again he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time, as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who hast given us thy only begotten Son to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit, through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. 
Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our, <clears throat> excuse me, this evening, we read uh, this plea or this prayer on behalf of Israel as Isaiah looks around and sees the present state of the people and all of what's going on. This is both outward and inward, meaning that outwardly Isaiah, Isaiah sees the enemy's destruction of all that was sacred, but also and more seriously, he sees the inward state of the people. He sees that they have strayed from God's ways and that their hearts have been hardened. It's interesting, though, here, it's almost as though the blame is being put on God. Why have you made us stray from your ways and harden our heart from your fear? This, however, is not God's fault. Rather, what he has done is chosen to restrain his intervention, restrain his mercy, per verse 15, because of the sin of the people. And just a little later on in chapter 64, verse 7, we read this well, literally in the Hebrew, it's, you caused us to melt in the hand of our own sin. We see this principle repeated in the New Testament, for instance, in Romans chapter 1, where St. Paul writes, God gave them over to their sinful desires. I think this is a somewhat scary teaching, wherein it seems like at a certain point God turns us over. That is, essentially, he says to us, you can have what you want, that is, your sin, and he doesn't stop us. Rather, he allows us to experience the full consequences of that sin, the melting in the hand of our own sin. This obviously needs to be balanced by the reality that this is exactly what our Lord did on the cross. This is exactly what God did for us in the sacrifice of his son. That is, he intervened. He did not hold back his mercy while we were still sinners. But nonetheless, this principle still remains that at a certain point, we can be so um, formed or malformed into our sin that we don't seek God and he turns us over and he doesn't stop us from going down that path. I think we see a similar tension in our second lesson from Hebrews, wherein this promised rest is offered to the people. But just because this rest is offered, that doesn't mean that all will enter into that rest. So in the same way that Joshua brought rest to the Israelites in the conquest, that is, in delivering the people into the promised land, that didn't necessarily mean that all of them or all subsequent generations of Israelites were to experience the rest of the promised land. That is, the promised rest must be completed with faithful obedience. And that seems to, according to the teaching of the New Testament, that seems to remain the same for Christians. And that's the point that the author of Hebrews is making here. We have the promised rest of God, but it must be responded to. It must be cooperated with, let's say, by faithful obedience, a sort of, a sort of obedience which endures to the end. So again, I think this is somewhat difficult, but it is just the reality. It's the ever-present tension of the scriptures, which is clear even in Jesus' teaching in the Gospels wherein our Lord teaches that in the kingdom of God, there is unlimited grace, but there is also unlimited demand. The unlimited grace is provided precisely so that we might complete the unlimited demands, but either way, there are still unlimited demands. 
There is work that we are called to, work that we must be faithful to in order to enter into God's rest. We'll continue now with our intercession on page 590 and take a second and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, Father Kevin. Good night, everybody. Thank you.